The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features ensure that you can take on any adventure. What kind of features? Well, how about the available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud? Or the standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together? How about available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone? We're always trying to think about those great spring and summer getaways, but with a car like the Hyundai Santa Fe, anywhere can be your next adventure. To learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, go to HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. Thank you to all of you that are joining us live at youtube.com slash cover3. Tuesday nights, this will be the place where we will come to you with our instant reaction to the new set of college football playoff selection committee rankings. The conversation has already been going in the chat even before we went live because a show bet has been settled. I was not a part of this show bet. It was a classic two-on-one. And so to review the show bet, Tom Fernelli, will you please remind the listeners and the viewers what the um, what was at hand here as we went into tonight's rankings release? Well, you see, Chip, me being a smart individual who pays attention to these things the last few, you know, since the dawn of time, really, since the dawn of the playoff era. I was saying that Cincinnati would not be in the top four tonight and Cincinnati will not be in the top four at any point unless everybody else loses because the committee's goal is to power five teams in the playoff. Bud told me I was wrong. That coward who's not here said that Cincinnati would be in the top four. And then on Monday, Danny jumped on too and said, yeah, no, Cincinnati's on the top four. They'll be there. So we had a little show bet between those two and me. And, uh, Number six, Danny. Number six. Alabama's at number two, though, because we know the committee loves to reward yeah. the Cinderella, the un- the underdog. So, all right, Alabama, Georgia one, Alabama two, Michigan State at three, Oregon at four, Ohio State at five, Cincinnati at six. That is your top six. Uh, you also have Michigan at seven, Oklahoma down at eight. Uh <laughs> We, we can get into that a little bit. Wake Forest at nine, Notre Dame at 10. I, I want to start with Cincinnati. It was a show bet. That's got to be the first place. Danny, uh, you just, I, I'm sorry to blindside you with this news, but Cincinnati at six. Are, are you surprised, disappointed? Uh, where does it fall for you? Just so the listeners know, I boycott the rankings. I don't even want to watch them because I don't want to get too fired up. So I actually had a nice, lovely date with uh, my girl Kendall Tool on the Peloton, which is why I'm a little sweaty still. I was like, I'm <laughs> boycotting it and hopped in the shower. First of all, let me say this. I don't even know what the bet was for. You could say it was for 10 grand if you wanted. I didn't check. I just, I felt that good about it. I know I wouldn't pay. Trust me, you'd have to track yeah, me down. No. 
but I don't know what the stakes were, but I am truly like, I mean, I just, it just, once again, like Tom has always been ahead of the curve saying they have no chance to be fair. I think both and both Bud and myself both said, well, they're not going to be in the final four, but they have to respect the fact that they had wins on the road against Indiana and Notre Dame and they've run the table. Like there has to be something there. And I thought they would drop them from two to four. Like I thought four was where they were coming in. And the fact that they have them even two spots lower than that, it's embarrassing. Like it, it, it it's really like I'm having a hard time holding back. And the reason I don't watch is because a lot of these the guys that work on the show and the people that work ESPN, I like, and it's not their fault. They've been given a task to find the four best teams, which really should be, we want to find the four teams that'll make us the most money. Like, I mean, that's just, it's kind of, that's what it boils down to. I think they, try, you know, it, it always just so coincides that they just so happen to be those four best teams, the bigger brands with the bigger fan followings that will rate the best which I think is incredibly damaging to the sport. Every year I get fired up. I try not to get fired up. I didn't even watch. And then I come plop down. And you guys jump jump this on my lap. And it's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. The blood pressure's right back I up. I want to be clear. Well, Bud probably thinks he owes me 10 grand because that's how much Bud bets. The, the bet was for beers. You both owe me okay, a couple perfect. of beers. That's, that's even really better. <laughs> I love it. That's my kind of bet. But no, it's, I mean, I, I'm a hundred percent with Danny. I, the only reason I know what the college football playoff rankings are before the final week of the season is because I have to, like, if it wasn't for this podcast or for our jobs as writers and all this kind of stuff, I couldn't care less about this. This is a TV show. These rankings don't mean anything and it's going to all play out as the season goes along. I view it as a comedy. In that, Danny, I don't know if you know the full rankings yet, because I, I I think spending time with Kendall on the Peloton is better than watching <laughs> this show, too. But Mississippi State is ranked 17th, five and three. And before the show, wait, wait, before wait. we can I just can I guess something? <laughs> so here was I was going to tweet this as I was on the Peloton. I would be willing to bet another pretty large money. I have not seen the rankings that the highest-ranked undefeated SEC, highest-rated one-loss SEC, which I already know for a fact, highest-rated two-loss SEC, and I'm guessing the highest-rated three-loss team is an SEC team. Am I accurate on there? Is there a four-loss team? Maybe there's a no. four-loss team no, no, in there no. because no. their four losses are probably super impressive. But no, but you're Arkansas, 100% right. Arkansas is not ranked. No, but Mississippi oh, State is. At 17, right. Mississippi Wisconsin's State has- ranked at 21. Wisconsin right. is ranked. So the Mississippi State case is one of my favorite profiles because it has good wins and bad losses. Mississippi State has wins against Texas A&M, Kentucky, and NC State. Like, that's what it holds up. Like, he, he says, I really hope they only ask for three because that's all I've got. Because then after that, it's Vanderbilt, Louisiana Tech. Its losses, however, has after Alabama, you go down to LSU and Memphis, which makes Mississippi State hilarious because it has beaten Texas A&M, Kentucky, and NC State while also losing to LSU and Memphis, which tells me that in this balloting, they don't care about your losses in terms of like the quality of them. All they care about are how many of those quality wins that you have. And uh, NC State made it up in the uh, top 25 as well. Did Kentucky? Yeah, Kentucky's at 18. So yeah, those are those are three wins against teams that were in the top 25 of this set of rankings. 
Now, if they care about your wins, then why is Wisconsin ranked? Yeah. Okay. Wisconsin. Oof. Oh, they just beat, beat Iowa. Beat Iowa, oof, which oof. is ranked below Wisconsin in the rankings. The- Boy, there are other wins. I mean, was it the Eastern Michigan win, the Army win, or the Purdue win that really tipped the scale? Because here's the thing. Wisconsin has played four teams in these rankings. That is they a great Iowa, And they lost Penn State, Notre Dame, and Michigan. I'm, I'm afraid to say that Wisconsin might be a quality loss team, and it's not even as quality as I thought it was going to be because Penn State's not in the top 25. Yeah, so like if, if I'm choosing one of those five and three Big Ten teams to rank – I'm ranking Penn State ahead of Wisconsin because who do you think winning that game? Yeah. Well, I mean, what, we know who won that game. It was Penn State. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and Penn State's loss can't, you know, they lost Iowa. We talked about it. They, they didn't have Clifford for half the game. Clifford was less than 100% in the Illinois game. And that Illinois loss is the reason that Penn State's not in the rankings because, you know, I do give them credit, though, for honoring the head to head of Oregon versus Ohio State. Like, that's the one thing that you look at, which I think is probably why you saw the precipitous drop from Cincinnati, because they were probably bullish on Ohio State as of late. And then they're in that position of, man, it would look really stupid if we had, you know, Oregon behind Ohio State, even though the AP and everybody else had it that way. So they were, well, we better put Oregon way up there because we uh, Ohio State's not lower than five. So it kind yeah. of, and then what do you do with Cincinnati? You just drop them past everybody. You have to have Cincinnati behind Ohio State if you're going to have Oregon at four, though, because you have to have that counter. It's like, yeah, but Oregon lost. And you can be like, yeah, but they beat Ohio State, which is higher ranked than you. Yep. <laughs> can I give you a, a shot and chaser for Oregon? Congratulations, you're in the top four. But what does it say about the Pac-12 and what you have ahead of you when the best wins on your resume are Ohio State and Fresno State? I don't think it'll matter. As long as they win. You're you're saying that, I mean, obviously. As long as they win out. Assuming they win out. I don't think it'll matter. I think it'll be four. Like, they'll be dicey. But I think if they win out, they're in. Do you know what this is setting up for? I just want to prepare you guys for this. Because I think there's a lot, like we've seen parity this year. And, you know, I just read a couple articles about Georgia. And then, you know, maybe Bama's still in that tier, even though they lost. But there's just, there are a bunch, you know, a bunch of okay teams. I'm telling you, if Alabama runs the table and plays Georgia and loses in a close game, they're in. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm preparing you for this. Don't. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, if they lose in an ugly game, close game, shoot, it might even look like Georgia Clemson, like, you know, 10 3, you know, just 13 to 10, low scoring, great defense, and a last second field goal. I'm telling you, they will not hesitate to say, man, did anybody else look as good as Georgia did against Georgia? Whew, they must be one of the four best teams. I actually hope it happens. I will root for it to happen because. Every year I root for the playoffs to be exposed for what a sham it is. And like this ranking is the first start of it, and it's only going to get worse. So the good news would be, Danny, just for the record, are you a fan of playoff expansion? Yeah, Do you think? Yes. I mean, if anybody's just, listening to this, they would know. If Alabama LSU sparked the playoff, then I'll tell you what, 
two loss Alabama losing in Atlanta and then waltz into the four seed would certainly be throwing uh, an aerosol can into the campfire of college football playoff expansion. Um, but, but you know, the argument is for playoff retraction. If it's a two team playoff, Michigan State's number two right now, not Alabama. Hmm. The only reason Alabama's number two is because it's the top four and they understand that it's going to take care of itself at some point. It just makes things a little easier. But I will say, going back to Oregon, like I know that's going to cause a lot of surprise among people to see them because it's like they lost to Stanford. But it's kind of like the situation a few years ago where Clemson went on the road, lost to Syracuse, but lost their starting quarterback. Sean Watson got hurt in the game. Kelly Bryant came in. They lose that game. It's easy to forget. I was talking to Coca about this before we went live. You guys were here. That Stanford loss was hours after Joe Moorhead needed to undergo surgery all of a sudden, and Oregon had the, did not have their offensive coordinator for that game. And I'm guessing the committee factored that in when they look at that Stanford loss. I think that Oregon at four in the context of the college football playoff rankings system, not a power rating system, not you know who I think would win on a neutral field, I thought that was fair going into it. I, I, I was surprised that they did it. But I, mm-hmm. I think that it's a fair ranking for the Ducks. Again, my only piece looking at Oregon moving forward is that I just fear that the quality opponents and the quality opportunities, you could get past. Like Oregon, right, because you could drop or you could get past. And I think that that's where, like, I want to take this to Oklahoma all oh. the way down there at eight. Like Oklahoma has nothing to do but move up at this point. I I got to think that that is going to be the perfect bit of motivation for Lincoln Riley to use for this team whose performances have been all over the map and to the credit of the selection committee to rank the uh, Oklahoma wins all nine of them in order very quickly gets dark I mean Mm -hmm. like Texas West Virginia Kansas State choose between Nebraska and TCU Texas Tech like there's a bunch of fired coaches on this long list of Oklahoma wins I it's, it's a big final stretch, big November coming up for the Sooners. I, that is a team that I think could end up bumping Oregon out just because it's quality opportunities, you know, facing yes. Baylor, facing Oklahoma State. Those are all still in the future. Yeah, they, they, they've got things set up as they need to, which, again, kind of what we talked about yesterday. They set these things up and they use the numbers to come to the outcome that they want. That's what happens every year. It's happened every time these rankings come out from the very first week until the last week. Now, obviously, they can't control the results, but they can at least set up the dominoes in the way that they want them to fall. But I will say, I agree with you. I respect them putting Oklahoma at eight. And when I saw Oklahoma come up at eight, that was the honest to God first time where I thought I might lose this bet. Look, I was like, oh, my God, if they're putting Oklahoma at eight, they might actually be putting Cincinnati at four because – they're actually judging the team based on what it's done. And they're, they're punishing Oklahoma for not playing great and not having a big resume win. Cincinnati's played very well and has the resume win. So like they might actually put them in the top four, but who, thank God they're, they're better. Their better nature's got a hold of themselves. Can I, can I ask a question? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since we're going with this route of, Hey, they haven't looked great or who have they beaten? Where, why would you have them? And trust me, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I guess, the Wake Forest spot, I guess, is the same philosophy, right? The same exact philosophy, why they are mm-hmm. where they are. The thing that I was a little bit surprised about Oklahoma is because they have nine wins. Like they say data points, they've got another point of entry, which is one more bullet that's dodged. 
I don't know. I just have to keep breathing deep and reminding myself it's all going to come down to the end, and they're going to, and it does. Usually, the dominoes do fall exactly where they need them to be. There'll be three spots where there won't be much debate, and the fourth one, there'll probably be some controversy, but they'll go with the, you know, the traditional kind of who's been there. Imagine the KJ numbers you'll be putting up on the Peloton if you do it after the rankings come out. <laughs> that is true. You'll be setting oh. PRs every time, baby. That's right. Um, moving. Uh, so just for uh, any listeners or viewers who just chimed in, we talked a lot about that top six, uh, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati. It's Michigan at seven, Oklahoma at eight, Wake Forest at nine, Notre Dame at 10. Uh, what about in that next little tier where we've got Oklahoma State at 11, Baylor at 12, Auburn at 13, Texas A&M at 14, uh, Auburn and Texas A&M, by the way, the SEC on CBS Game of the Week. You can watch it live on CBSSports.com or in the CBS Sports app for free. Uh, BYU checking in at 15, and then we get to more SEC teams uh, there at 16 and 17 with Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Kentucky at 18. Uh, What do we think about that middle pack there? Let's say everything uh, to NC State. What, What stands out to you? Mississippi State being ranked higher than Kentucky. Because I, I get it. Like, that's I, head to head. Yeah, yeah I know. But I'm just, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, I I thought Mississippi State, I thought there was a decent chance there would be at least one three loss team because, as we've seen over the years, the committee would much rather have a power five team in with any record than an undefeated group of five teams. So, like the UTSAs, the Coastal Carolinas, anybody like that, they're gone. But I, I'm not surprised to see them in, but I, I'm kind of surprised that they're as high as they are. But like you guys just said, the only explanation for that is well, they couldn't, they've obviously valued head to head when you look at all these rankings. So they were like, well, we have to have them at Kentucky. They just beat Kentucky and we've got NC State here. So we have to bump them up. And honestly, once you get past the top 10, who cares? It doesn't really matter that much, but it's, I'm happy to see Minnesota getting some respect from somebody finally. Cause like, like Bowling Green loss is horrific. But at some point, we got to remember every single college football team usually loses a game that kind of causes you to scratch your head. So I, I don't want to punish them too much for that one because they've been good since then. Uh, Wisconsin, obviously, whatever. But as far as I, I think BYU, honestly, maybe a little could be a little higher. Like they've yeah. got more power five wins than a lot of the teams ranked ahead of them. <laughs> you get to Virginia later on BYU's resume than you do on Wake Forest. Yeah. That was the thing is I took a bunch of these teams. I took Jerry Palm's projections. I added a few more just to make sure I was prepared. And the challenge to prepare for this podcast and this evening was like, all right, I'm going to take all your wins. I'm going to put them in the order that I think they are in terms of a quality win. And when you look at Wake Forest, uh, you could argue Virginia is the best win. It is a Virginia, Florida State, Louisville debate for the Demon Deacons. And when you look at BYU, I think that Utah – uh, in Arizona State, you could argue are better wins. Then you go Virginia, Washington State, Utah State, Arizona, and USF. Of course, uh, the losses to Baylor and Boise State. Boise State not really doing it, anything for you compared to Wake Forest. But still, I, I understand your argument, Tom, that BYU at least has a profile that should be taken seriously uh, compared to some of these other teams. Danny, anything else from uh, that other group? Um, I'm like I'm with Tom. Like once you get past. I'm trying to find the mark of delineation where I'd say it's probably BYU. Like once you get past 15, you can kind of put them all in. Maybe even past. I think it's 12, 12 teams. You know why? Because that's how many before you start getting to the two lost teams. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so what about like Houston? I mean, it's just Houston. My, I've got Houston's second best win is ECU. So, I mean, there you go right there. I mean, here's the thing. Like, if you're going to be a group of five team that's getting in these rankings, you have to have beaten a power five team. Period. Fresno State and, and San Diego State both check that box. Yeah. Yeah. That's Houston does. 23 and 24 team that Houston does not. UTSA undefeated, unranked right now. That Illinois doesn't count enough, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. No there? UTSA, no SMU, no Coastal Carolina. Uh, Iowa State being unranked, five and three. It's got. Uh, Oklahoma State obviously would count as a quality win, but it's got those three losses: Baylor, Iowa, and West Virginia. Um, what? Not, ignoring what you may think about Iowa State as a team, do you think that it has a claim to a top twenty-five spot? I think it. I I don't think it's all that different from Wisconsin or Penn State. So yeah, I guess it does. Mm. I'd have a hard time putting them in the top twenty-five. So would I, but I mean, yeah, I would Wisconsin's I, in the top 25. Yeah. I would, I would have UTSA in there. I would have Houston in there. I would have SMU in there. So like these three lost teams would not be in my top 25 right now. And until there's until we're late in the season, when a lot of teams have three losses, I'm not putting three losses in any of my top 25s. You're like a nightclub that has the like different standards for cover charge and entry at different points in the night. Like mm-hmm. if you're a dude and you get in before nine, then it's going to be $5. If you're a lady and you come in before 10, it's still free. You know, like there's, there's different statuses. Like once we get to November 7th, Tom will allow a three loss team in, but right now, no way. It's not just the door guy. It's no different than when I'm in the club. Like early in the night when there's still a lot of hours left before closing time, my standards might be a little higher than they are once we get to closing time. <laughs> closing time, you're like, where's an eight and four team that wants yeah. to party? Oh, there's a seven and five. I'm going to go talk <laughs> no. to them. No, listen, there's, I'm not going to say never, but seven and five teams very rarely end up. This is, End of the rankings is when we give the like group of five 10 win teams a little free bone so that their coaches can cash that top 25 playoff ranking uh, bonus at the end of the season. Uh, we do have uh, some matchups again, like uh, I mentioned, Auburn, Texas A&M. Uh, when you look at some of these teams and you start to play ahead moving forward, uh, is there anybody that you have and you're starting to think could be a little bit uh, – a little bit dicey. Uh, I'll run through a couple. So like Georgia, for okay. example, is playing Missouri. Ohio State's playing Nebraska. Wake and North Carolina. Minnesota, Minnesota taking on Illinois. Uh, Michigan State at Purdue. The Giant Killers. Uh, Cincinnati's taking on Tulsa. Oklahoma State at West Virginia. Baylor at TCU. I don't think that's intimidating. Um, and then Alabama is going to be at home against LSU. Any of those stand Lit- out as a... Oh, and Oregon at Washington. That's a Mm-hmm. Great test for the Ducks. A lot of crap talking going on there these days. I'd say Liberty yeah. Ole Miss is an interesting game to me. I think North Carolina Wake is the obvious one. Uh, I do think going from your wouldn't it be hilarious principle, Chip, Nebraska, with everything that has happened to them. Beating <laughs> Ohio State it, would be amazing. Beating Ohio State. Oh, my gosh. Scott Frost gets another year out of it. All that kind of crap comes. So that's what I'm going to be watching. Three and six at this point in the season, the Cornhuskers are. The, obviously, the loss would mean that you are not going to be going bowling. And uh, 
Scott Frost has yet to take Nebraska to a bowl game. Even if they finish five and seven, if one of those five is Ohio State, give them an extension. <laughs> yeah, they would. They yeah. would. That's the crazy part. Um, yeah, Danny, any uh, any upsets? You see, I heard you called out Wake Forest in North Carolina. You already going to call it? Tar Heels, the most obvious one. Yeah, yeah, that's the most obvious one. I do think Michigan State Purdue is kind of intriguing because Michigan State has not. Like it's not they they've awesome. I love where they're ranked. They totally deserve it, but they've got flaws. Like they're yeah, not they're not invulnerable. Yeah. yeah, and Purdue, like we said, Sky Killers Purdue does. Purdue goes five and seven and wins five games against ranked teams. It's just what they do. So the thing that might be working in Michigan State's favor, um, I, saw, I saw B Rabbit drop it in the chat, but it, Purdue's big stat is against top two ranked teams. Michigan State's number three. They're good. Okay. Purdue has yeah. nine wins against top two ranked teams and uh, everybody else on the list of wins against top two ranked teams is like Notre Dame, USC, Oklahoma, like other teams that are playing against top two ranked teams. But uh, but Purdue just gets it done. So they, uh, and by the way, I'm just catching this. Michigan State only favored by three. Yeah. And also, who's Michigan State play next week too? I think they got like a, this could be the classic oh. trap spot because they're coming off the Michigan win, and then don't they have? Is oh, it Ohio Maryland. State next? Oh, no, nah, they've got Maryland next. Uh, that's what I was thinking. It was Ohio State next, and it's like talk about classic trap spot. All right, so the wouldn't be wouldn't it be hilarious parlay is just taking Nebraska and Purdue. Oh, let's do yeah. it. Big yeah. Ten West <laughs> it's probably page. pretty nice. Yeah, <laughs> I I imagine that it does uh, for sure. Well, uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah, because my thing with expansion has been like, and we've had some fun, but even even Tom and I are kind of like, why are we talking about two lost teams here? Legitimately, how far down the list do you even go to say one of these teams could make the playoff? And even Coca Chime is like, Wake's not, and I would agree with him. Like, I don't think Wake's making the playoff. If they went out, they will, but I don't think they went out. But like on the list, how far down do you go? Do you go to? Historically, you can go to 11, but this, again, historically doesn't have the context and every single season is different. But I think Ohio State's run to get back in in 2014 is the record. And I, I could be wrong about 11, but it's somewhere in that range just outside the top 25. My, right. I think you can go down to 12 where Baylor is to think these teams have a shot. But if I'm just making a prediction of what I think will happen, I will say that the four teams in the college football playoff this year are currently ranked in the top eight. Which is why we need expansion again. Like, or retraction. Oh, geez. Don't start that crap. We're going to have to fight. Just saying. We were, <laughs> just saying. It all wasn't right, a so, terrible system. Do you <laughs> yes, think it was? All right. Auburn, two loss Auburn beats Georgia. Avenges the loss. SEC champion has a win over Alabama and a win over Georgia. They're I think in. that is our best bet at a two loss college football playoff team except for Danny's doomsday scenario where Alabama loses and still gets in also mm -hmm. A&M because like say A&M beats Auburn but then Auburn beats Alabama and then A&M wins the West and then beats Georgia yep so I'd say those are the only two two loss teams right now that have an actual I don't even want to call it legitimate but a, a path to victory it is election day it's a path to victory but Oklahoma State and Baylor, the the idea that you're able to beat Oklahoma twice, like mm -hmm. you're in. 
Mm-hmm. But that's the thing, too. They clearly, the committee doesn't have a whole lot of respect for Oklahoma right now. So if Oklahoma State and Baylor do do that, I don't know if that guarantees them anything. I would say the Big 12 has the most upward momentum but just because they're all about to play each other right now. Oh, you, want, you want to start the spiciness? The, the real tinfoil hat stuff, Chip? Yes. Notre Dame? Cincinnati's at six. Oklahoma's at eight. Oklahoma State's at 11. Baylor's at 12. They've already started turning the Big 12 into a group of five conference. <laughs> They're preparing you for it right now. It's right there in front of your eyes, people. Open them up. Big 12 <laughs> Commissioner Bob Bowlesby came out here in alleged collusion. He said, I've got the evidence. You got ESPN. I got the documents. Yeah, he's like, ESPN's <laughs> trying to take my conference apart, and I won't stand for it. And ESPN's like, oh, okay. Talk to you on November 2nd, Bob. We'll give you a show on ESPN+. Plus. You could talk about it there. Yeah, exactly. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Um, okay. I will say, yeah, the, the bottom, I think, was a little bit interesting just because uh, we did have uh, some of those, like the the Minnesota, I think, took some people off, off guard. But, Tom, like, it's a good football team. You know, if, if you're just going to penalize it for losses, I will also say Minnesota falls into my Mississippi State theory that they don't really care about losses as much mm-hmm. uh, or they're willing to overlook them. You know, NC State and Pitt both being in, I got I to gotta at least have my little ACC angle here. I've got both of their best wins as Clemson. That's not great in terms of being able to like hold on to that position long term, but there's opportunities ahead, certainly, to be able to improve that. And hey, just keep winning. And as long as you've got a little two in that loss column, you've got a chance to be able to hang in. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's what's interesting to me is again, it's actually, it's not even interesting. It's expected. It's just, we're seeing more power five teams in the playoff ranks. And there's going to be a lot of like, well, why aren't these teams ranked these, the AP here, blah, blah, blah. The best way to think of it is the college football playoff rankings are top 40 radio. The AP poll is college radio. <laughs> The more independent, lower, you know, smaller artists that you know hipsters like. Well, which is hilarious because it's got more voters, and I would think that if you've got more voters, it would tend to be more groupthink than like I, I thought that the college football playoff by only having thirteen voters would be a little bit more agile. But that yeah. the argument is that it's actually just they're they're just going to keep bending it towards like that one common mainstream thread. But to go think of it, but to go back to that same analogy, like top forty radio, like a lot of us like poppy songs, but we'll not admit it publicly. Like there might be a really popular band that everybody loves, and you kind of like a couple of their songs, but you're not out there telling people you like it. You know, you, you deny it. The college football playoff selection committee doesn't have to re- reveal their ballots. That way, they could just be honest. The AP bolt voters they have to reveal their ballots, so they want to look kind of cool. They want to look like, hey, no, see, I watched SMU play. I've got them at twenty four. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really what it comes down to okay all right um all right who's uh I, I like where we're at good good start to our our tuesday night rankings releases we will be back here uh every single tuesday night youtube.com slash cover three if you subscribe to the channel and hit that little bell uh then you get a notification anytime a we go live and anytime uh we post a new video like our Wednesday show where we're going to dip into the mailbag and we're going to play a little hot or not. Uh, You'll find out a little bit more about that. And 
that is a fantastic way to keep up with the Cover 3 Podcast. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Cover 3 Podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernelli. You can follow him at Danny Cannell. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Open your eyes, sheeple. Perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.